right. So, Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God, as we prepare to hear the message this morning, Father God. We pray that no one leaves the same as they came, Father God. We thank you for the message that's about to go forth. We thank you for the messenger, Father God. And Father God, we just uh, lift up each and everyone here today, Father God. Uh, whether they're suffering, Father God, or happy, Father God, we know that we should pray at all times, Father God. We should pray for the good, the bad, and the ugly, Father God. We should always worship give you praise, give you honor, and give you all the glory because all the glory belongs to you, Father God. So we're just going to thank you this morning as we prepare for our message. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everyone say amen. 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 So let me... Father, easily beset us and distract us. And we bind you up, Satan. We don't want any problems out of you because you are covering, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you. Thank you, Father, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart are acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And so this morning, I just uh, want to talk a few minutes about seven unders that will put you over seven unders that will put you over and uh, we're gonna look at uh, some scriptures psalms 91 we're gonna look at psalm 17 psalms 36 and i'll say them as we go but i just want to give you a head start so People are continuously looking for the special something that will give them an edge in pocket. They are looking for an advantage, something that will raise them to a higher level of living. People don't want to be under the weather, under pressure, or under circumstances. People want to rise above the challenges and the pressures of life and enjoy God's blessings and the victory he offers his children. So in Deuteronomy 28 and 1, Moses told God's people that if they would diligently obey his voice and observe carefully all of his commandments, that he would set them on high above all nations of the earth. So in verse 13, Moses said, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. So we're going to talk about seven principles from scripture that all convey some concept of the term under. Each of these, when they are practiced by us as believers, will result in that particular Christian going over the top. So number one, stay under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalms 91 verses 1 through 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. 
Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous, perilous pestilence. And he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And that Psalms 91 is quite a long Psalms. That's verses 1 through 4, but you could read that in its entirety. I, for a while, God had me read that every day, uh, preferably before I went to sleep. And uh, if you listen to what the psalmist is saying in that psalms, you clearly understand that God will put you over and put you under because he's under his protection and put you over the enemy. Psalm 17 and 8 says, keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me under the shadow of your wings. So again, God hides us under the shadow of his wings, of his presence, of his power. And Psalms 36 and 7 says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Again, putting us under the protection, putting us under the, 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 the care of our God. That's what he does for us. And so we look uh, at that, those scriptures that clearly help us to understand uh, how wonderful God is to us. And Psalms 36 and 7 says, how, uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 17, uh, no, 36 and 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. We can trust him. We can trust him. We can't trust many things in this world. We can't even trust each other sometimes because we're flesh and blood and because we're humans and we do fail one another. But God never fails us. He keeps us. And we can trust him with our greatest problems and those six secrets that we have, we can trust him with those. And so trust is important and we have that with our God. So in times of trouble, there's no safer place to be than in the perfect world of God. When situations seem threatening, the believer can look to the protection and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Remember that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And that's Psalms 34 and 7. Look to God. Remember his promises. Trust in him at all times. There's that word trust again. And some of us have trust issues because we've been betrayed uh, numerous times. And so for us, it is difficult to trust, but we can trust God. He's going to keep his word. He's trustworthy. He's faithful in keeping his promises so we can trust him. And so, number two, we want to stay under grace. We're talking about being kept under those the seven unders that were to put you over. 
so stay under grace. And we look at Romans chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Romans chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, we're not under the law, but we're under grace. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. So what he's saying here is, is that sin shall not have dominion. It shouldn't have power over us. Sin shouldn't have power over us. And we are not under the law anymore because the law, we couldn't keep the law. When the Old Testament saints were under the law, they were forever killing bulls and goats and animals, little small birds, to make sacrifice because they couldn't keep the law. So when Jesus came, he saved, we are saved by grace. That's what the scripture tells us. And so, we are under grace. We are under grace. I want to say that again. And so, this scripture says, because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid, God forbid. And what is he talking about? He's talking about that grace <clears throat> that we have. Grace is not a divine permission to do wrong, though. See, we have to understand that people say, well, I'm under grace, I can just do whatever. No, that's not true. Divine empowerment to do what is right, that's, that's what grace is for. It's not for divine permission to do wrong. It's for divine empowerment to do what is right. The Christian was never intended to be a slave of sin. The law never gave man power to overcome sin. The law never gave man power to overcome sin. It's merely defined, uh, it's merely defined sin and revealed to man that he is really a sinner. That's what sin is for. To help us to see that without that divine grace that comes to us when we get saved, and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are sinners saved by grace. We don't need to ever forget that. Sometimes we we forget that we, because we look at other people and we say, ooh, ooh, look at what they're doing. Oh, my. Oh. But you know what? We are sinners saved by grace. That's what we are. And so we have to understand that when God's grace came through Jesus, it not only liberated man from sins that we had already been committing, it liberated us from sins that we had already committed, but it also empowered us as believers to rise victoriously above, uh, above that, not only the penalty, but the power of sin. We rise above the power of sin when we are saved by grace. And we need to understand that because some of us still like to fall back into those old habits of lying and doing stuff we have no business. And we have to remind ourselves, you know, we have the freedom to do that, but we don't want to do that anymore. 
hearts are different. Our heart is different. We're changed by the grace of God, and we need to understand that. So number three, keep Satan under your feet. This is another under. Keep Satan under your feet. Don't let him get in the driver's seat at all. There's that one brother that sings that song, and he said that you don't need to let Satan drive. So we need to keep him under our feet. And so Romans 16 and 20 helps us understand. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet short. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. You see, Satan is under our feet, and that's where he belongs. And we need to always make sure that's where we keep him. We don't let him direct traffic in our lives. We don't let him have freedom in our lives. We keep him under our feet. And so Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 tells us, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. We're talking about Christ, which is his body, the fullness of him that fitteth all, filleth all in all. We're talking about Jesus has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He's the head of the body. He's the head of the church. And we need to understand that we need to honor Jesus Christ as the head. And the the scripture in Deuteronomy talked about us not being the tail, but being the head. So we need to understand that we are under Christ, but we are not under the influence and dictation of Satan. We don't have to do what he tells us. We're not slaves to him. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we're not slaves to him anymore. And we need to understand that. So, we need to know that the believer should never see him or herself as being under Satan's power and dominion, that we are in Christ, and the believer is a part of the body of Christ, and all things, all powers, all principalities have been conquered by Jesus, and they are all under him. Since we are in Christ, we have authority and dominion over all of Satan's power through Jesus. He has no power over us. His power is null and void. We need to get that. And then, number four, we need to keep our flesh under. Keep your flesh under. 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. See, I have to know that once I'm preaching to the rest of y'all, I need to keep my flesh under so I don't end up being a castaway. 
And that's not only for me as, as a minister of the gospel, but it's also so for each one of us as followers and being a body of the part of the body of Christ. So your body is not evil. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. We are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. The Apostle Paul calls this our reasonable service. That's Romans 12 and 1. Our reasonable service is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And then you have to realize that uh, your body was never meant to rule you. That's what we have to know. Your body was never meant to rule you. Your body is your servant, not your master. And when we are not under the unction and, and the, uh, the, the direction of the Holy Spirit, we let our bodies lead us. I'm hungry, eat me. Um, I want to use some dope, that's fine. Man. I want some alcohol, that's not rubbing alcohol, but I want that, you know, what I want. That's what your body does. Your body dictates to you, and you follow your body, but once you say, you need to put that flesh under. You need to know that God is the director, not that whatever he was doing before. So you can't allow it to cause you to go back to your old behavior. So Paul calls our reasonable service. He calls it our reasonable service uh, that we present our bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So your body, again, I say that was never meant to rule you. Your body is your servant, not your master. And in Galatians 5, we see that there are two routes we can take as a Christian. We can yield to our fleshly dominance, that demanding flesh that we have, or we can yield to our spiritual nature. God has clearly called us to be spiritual, to be governed by the Word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. In doing this, we must often keep our body under and bring it into subjection. We have to tell our body to get in line, get in line with the Word of God body. You see, we are tripart beings. We, we are spirit, soul, that's your mind, will, and emotions, and body. So this body is the flesh. And we need to put it under, put the flesh under. That's what the scripture tells us. And we need to do that. Keep my body under subjection. I need to tell my body to know that you are not in control. You are not in charge. God is in charge. And I will not allow Satan to use my body to cause me to be disobedient to God. You know, that soulish realm, your mind, your thinking. Your thinking is not good when you're not saved. And your thinking sometimes is not good when you get saved. You got to get the word on the inside of you so that you can 
line up with the word of God. If you don't know what the word of God says, you're not going to be able to uh, be obedient to God. So the word becomes very important. And you see in the gospel of John that was said about Christ that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, talking about Jesus Christ. So Jesus came in a flesh and blood body to dwell among us so that when he left, he could uh, help us by saying to God, this is what it's like in a human body. You know, he's in a glorified body, sitting at the right hand of proper grace, sitting here beside God. But he can explain to him what it's like to be in a flesh and blood body because he was here with us. And so God uh, is patient with us because of that. And so we need to put that flesh under. We need to tell that human body to do what God wants me to do, not what the enemy has been used to dictating to us to do. So God calls us to be spiritual, to be governed by the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when we do this, we must often keep our body under and bring it into subjection. I want to get that point, Carl. And then stay under the, the authority. We need to stay under the authority of God. And Matthew 8, verses 5 and 13 says, And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him, sorry, Lost my place. There came unto him. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's the devil. He's not happy. I'm telling him. He came unto the centurion, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When unto when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that uh, many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall not shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that self-same We need to understand that that centurion said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. I believe that you can do what my servant needs done. You can heal him. 
you don't have to come. I believe that when I get back home, he'll be healed. And he will be well again. So you see, that's that God kind of faith. That's that faith that says when I speak it out of my mouth, speak the word out of my mouth, I believe it's so. When I ask, it shall be given. When I seek, I will find. Because we have the God kind of faith. When I speak to that mountain and say, Thou shalt be removed, it'll be removed. That stumbling block will be removed because I have that kind of faith that God has that kind of power. So we need to understand about that. Some people are very rebellious. They don't want to be submitted to anyone. Even if they put on an appearance of submitting outwardly, they continue to carry inward rebellion. Pride and rebellion cause people to be at odds against all the types of authority. Being properly <coughs> submitted to civic leaders, to employers, and to spiritual leaders does not bring bondage. Rather, it brings blessing into the life of a believer. You see, some people say, I ain't let nobody tell me what to do. And then they try to go out and get a job, and everything that they're directed to do on the job, that's a part of their job description. They want to complain about it. They don't want to do it. They're rude to the manager, to the supervisor. And then they're looking to get a promotion. You can't do that. You know, you being treated uh, wrongly on that job, you seek uh, to... Uh, make the complaint to the proper people on the job, but you seek to make that complaint to God. Because if you make that complaint to God, he'll fix it for you. He's powerful. He has he has many ways of taking care of us on these jobs and all of these people that we have to come in contact with. And I use a reverend as an example, because he has been on, he has longevity on his employment. He has many awards for his, uh, his sales and his work. And uh, God put him on that job. And uh, he has been a great example of what godly people are like on that job. You see, that's what we to let folks know. And we don't have to go around with a banner saying, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I'm saved. We need to act like it. You know, there's a whole song that says that if you are, if you know you're saved, you ought to show some signs. And so that's what we need to understand. So rebelliousness is not a God. You know, you don't have to do everything people tell you to do that's wrong. But you do need to follow the rules. And I'll give a good example. I'm just amazed at old people who don't believe in following the rules. I live in senior housing. And we have a parking lot that will not accommodate all of the residents. So I waited a long time. Uh, to get in the parking lot because when I had the van, the van was in the church's name, the title was, so I couldn't park in the parking lot. So then my dear Deacon Don, before he left, 
this area, he gave me his Honda. And so I applied for a space in the parking lot. And it took almost a year for me to get in the parking lot, which was really unfortunate because some people came after me and they seemed to be able to get in the parking lot. That's neither here nor there. I finally got into the parking lot. Well, we don't have a lot of handicapped parks in the parking lot. So when I was given an assigned park, it's across uh, from the the entrance, the parking lot entrance. I don't have to walk a long distance when I go out the door to the parking lot. I just walk across the parking lot. But the handicapped parking is only for loading and unloading. But yet, we have these people who really don't have a sticker on their car that says they're supposed to park in the parking lot. And then they come and park in the handicapped parking where they're told that one handicapped park there by the door is for loading and unloading. So here I come, Sister Patsy has taken me somewhere to the store or whatever, and we get here, and she can't pull up in that park to help me get my stuff out. She has to sit behind that car that's parked there who has no business in the parking lot because they don't have a sticker, you know. And so when I look at the, you know, the disobedience of these old people, these are old people. Some of these people, you know, they've been around a long time, but then on the weekend when the office is closed, you got people parking in the, inside the parking lot that have got no business in there. They don't have no sticker. It's just ugly, you know. But that's the world, and that's how the world operates. But we, as believers, should not allow ourselves to indulge in that behavior. We ought to be able to follow the rules. We ought to be able to do what the rules say. We may not always like it, but that's what, you know, we do because we set an example for the world. And so I just need to, you know, encourage us to remember that. And so we need to uh, uh, stay, you know, stay under the blood. Uh, for the, your Exodus 12 and 23 says, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel, and on the doorpost, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into the house and strike you. I'm kind of skipping over some stuff, but we need to stay under the blood. You see, that blood was put on the doorposts of those of the Israelites' uh, doors so that when the death angel came, because the Egyptians had been keeping them in slavery. And when the death angel came through, if it was blood on the doorpost, they knew that was the Israelites. And they would pass, the death angel would pass over them. But the houses that didn't have blood on the doorpost were the ones where the death angel would stop. And you can go back and read about that, that whole uh, story in Exodus, which is wonderful to read about God's power in action. First John 1 and 7, but if we walk in the light, 
as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. We should never neglect to be thankful for the continual influence of the blood of Jesus Christ. The old song says, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Another song reminds us that the blood shall never lose its power. While we should strive to live righteously before God, we should never fail to be thankful for the continual cleansing that is available to us through the power of Jesus' blood. And today is First Sunday. I didn't remind you all, so we're not going to take communion. We'll take it next Sunday. But it's the blood. It's the blood that Jesus shed that keeps us, that causes us to be able to be saved. That blood will never lose its power. People continue to get saved, continue to be able to accept Christ, continue to be able uh, to be uh, a part of the family of God because of that blood. That blood will never lose its body, its power. And so we need to stay under the mighty hand of God. First Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time. Augustine said, St. Augustine, there is something in humility which strangely, strangely exalts the heart. In one sense, Christianity is a paradox. So we go up, by going down. <laughs> we go up by going down. We go over by going under. One who trusts not, does not trust in God or acknowledge him may strive relentlessly to reach the pinnacle of success. However, without God's help, he will ultimately fall. The man who honors God and acknowledges him in all things will have God's help aid and assistance. Always remember that God is interested in lifting you up. Maintain an humble attitude in all things. Be sure to give God credit and glory for all the good that comes into your life. Even though your efforts may have been involved in whatever blessings you experience, just remember whose air it was you were breathing while you were working. And remember, we gave you the strength, the knowledge, and the gifts to make your success possible. We need to remember that without God, we can do nothing. But we can do all things through Christ. We need to remember that, saints. We need to remember that it is God that causes us to triumph. He always causes us to triumph. And we need to acknowledge him in all of our ways. That's what the scripture tells, tells us. Acknowledge him in all of our ways. So God wants to put you over in life. And he wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be above and not beneath. You have a part to play in your position in life. God told you specific things that you could do in order to be raised up. 
to the level of life he wants you to enjoy. He instructed each of us to stay under the shadow of the Almighty, to stay under grace, to keep Satan under our feet, keep our flesh under, stay under authority, stay under the blood, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. So I know that when we do our part, that God will do his part. So praise God. I apologize this morning for not reminding you that this was first Sunday. So we'll take communion next Sunday. But let me tell you one thing. You know, you can take communion anytime. You can take it in your home, you know, and uh, you can have a communion service in your home on a Thursday, on a Tuesday. But we like to have our communion service for the body of Christ here at Bread of Life on the first Sunday. But this Sunday, I did not remind you, so we'll do it next Sunday. And with that said, I'm going to turn the service over to our Reverend Roberson to dismiss us. And I want y'all to bless, take under consideration what you have heard this morning, what the Holy Ghost has said to you, and follow those instructions, and God will be able to move you along and cause you to grow in Him and be obedient to Him and become what He called you to become. And uh, so with that said, Reverend, would you dismiss us? Amen. So I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One yeah. day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. That song came to mind when you was when you was giving your message. That blood that, that never loses its power. So many people think when you're under, you don't want to be under. But when you where you want to be under. You want to be under God's provision. You want to be under the blood That's of Jesus. Right. That's what you do want to be under. So don't trip being under because being under can get you over. And that was the message that we just heard. Just in case y'all didn't get it, I just wanted to run that by you. Being Amen. under the blood can get you over. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for that message, Pastor. Uh, uh, that's a well-needed message that we need to carry. Those verses, we need those verses. Uh, if you need to hear this again, I am recording it on the podcast. With God, all things are possible. You can find that and listen to it. Uh, it's on every, uh, uh, wherever podcasts are available. You can go back and hear this message. So uh, we have had the message. So <laughs> yes, Lord. So Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God. We thank you for the message. We thank you for the messenger, Father God. We know, Father God, that being under the blood, Father God, is, is just being under you, Father God. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you for the blood that Jesus shed for us, Father God, way back on Calvary, Father God. We thank you for that, Father God. So, Father God, we just ask, Father God, a hedge of protection 
over each and every one here today, Father God. We ask that hedge of protection for families that are represented, for each and every family member that is represented here today, Father God. And we pray, Father God, that as we go on our week, our journey, Father God, that there you are with us in the midst, Father God. We give you praise this morning. We give you honor and we give you glory because we know that that all belongs to you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everyone say amen. 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 All right, everybody. I was singing with you, Richard. I was singing with you. All right. All right. Hey, iPhone 2, who is that? Is that who was calling me to ask about the uh, code? I think it's me. Oh, that's you, Ashley. Oh, somebody was somebody was texting me about the code. I guess they never made it. But anyway, y'all have a blessed day now. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye, Ashley. Amen.